0: What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Glory UGA Podcast. I'm Tyler, and here with me today, as always, is my co-host Curtis. And on today's show, we're going to have a little fun today, playing a little over-under with the Las Vegas college football win totals. We're going to run through all the teams in the SEC, of course. And then we're also going to hit a few select high-profile teams around the country. Uh, I always love doing this. It's just one of those things that lets you know football season will be here before we know it. So we'll get to that here in just a few moments. But first, I want to make sure everyone knows you can follow us on Twitter at Glory underscore UGA. Let us know your thoughts on the, the Vegas over-under totals. We'd love to hear what you guys have to say there. I uh, also want to make sure everyone knows where to find our show, of course. You'll listen to us somewhere. But uh, just in case you guys were trying to make it a little easier for yourself, you can find us on radio.com, part of the larger V-Sport O Internet Radio Network. There's a lot of uh, UGA-centric content there, so check that out. You can also download the Dogs Sports Radio app straight to your smartphone that's a little easier for you uh, if you prefer soundcloud and itunes some of the bigger platforms out there we're definitely up there and you can also find us on the stitcher and TuneIn apps as well and if you get a chance it'd be awesome if you could just give us a quick rating and review to let us know what you think about the show and uh that would definitely help us out we really do appreciate everyone who's already taken the time to do so but with that out of the way kurt let's go ahead man and let's uh let's look at these win totals now, look, there are a bunch of different sites out there, different, a bunch of different sites, bunch, a bunch of different books out there that have released numbers over the past, I don't know, month or so here. But we're going to go with the South Point in Vegas. Those are the numbers that we're going with. So if you're wondering where our numbers are coming from, that's where. And let's start with uh, what we all really, truly care about, and that is our Georgia Bulldogs. According to South Point in Vegas, they have set our over-under win total at 10.5. So 10 a hook here, Kurt. So basically, with the hook here, if you guys are not familiar with how the win totals work, at ten and a half, what that means is uh, if you go over, you're saying we're going to have eleven or more wins. If you go with the under, that means you're gonna you think we're going to have ten or fewer wins on the year. Uh, so, Kurt, if you had to look at that number right now, I mean, this was a tough one for me. Ten and a half, uh, man, it's right there on the line. So, where do you go? You going over or under for us this season? I'm
1: going over. In my opinion, at worst, I honestly think we go eleven and one.
0: At worst? Okay, hit me up with why. why, why? I mean, that's that's pretty bold. At worst, 11-1? and
1: Well, like I said, I mean, like I, to, to me, really, if we get through the first two SEC games with wins, I don't really see us losing like, well, uh, from the rest of the schedule. There's no one on there that scares me. I mean, our Auburn will be a tough game, but I like having it at home. And Auburn offensively is just not going to be what they were last year. Their defensive line is going to be good, but they're missing some of those shutdown people like Carlton Davis and stuff that really helped them last year.
0: Yeah, that defense line is beastly. There's no doubt. They do lose the best pass rusher in Jeff Holland. Um, he goes pro and was kind of like Trent Thompson, pretty ill advised. Didn't didn't work out so well for him in the draft. But he was a, he was a great college pass rusher. Uh, they lose a big. They lose most of their secondary. Deshaun Davis does return a linebacker. He's a really good player there, or a good solid player. There. I don't know if he's really good, but he's a good solid player. So you kind of with a lot of the pundits and fans out there, it sounds like you're one of those that are kind of of really the opinion that the 2018 schedule. For us, it's just it's manageable. Are you with that?
1: Yeah, I think it is. Like, you know, I've said coming into the season, I think like you know, while it's tough to get South Carolina and Missouri at the top, um, one of the nicest things about that is who we played the week before. I mean, if we were playing like you know how we wanted to, if we were playing a power five opponent week one, then I would be petrified of South like, Carolina. like if we were
0: opening with North Carolina and in, in Mercedes Benz, like we did a couple years ago.
1: Yeah, I'd be really scared even though no North Carolina's not the best team, but you're still it's gonna be a physical team where you're gonna have to ask a
0: lot out of your team. And you have all your focus all offseason on that first game. Right now, let's be real. Like g we're not gonna we're not gonna, Kirby I don't think's gonna allow us to overlook Austin P, but yeah, let's be real. Our he attention's on South Carolina. Of,
1: there's gonna be a lot of input. It, uh, for South Carolina, the weeks leading yeah. up to the season. And you know, but our I, players right now training same, are looking at that. Same with Missouri. You know, poor game. Missouri, you know, after the South Carolina game, we have a week to get healthy and, you know, coming at home against the middle Tennessee team um, where you should be able to rest your starters just like Austin P. You should be able to rest them perhaps. And that's another thing, you know, resting them. If you had to play North Carolina or someone like we did a couple years ago, you have to play, you know, you're more likely playing all four quarters. It's going to be a high stress environment. Your players will be worn down. Uh, you, can, you hope to have them out by the third quarter at the latest. And the, both. Of these
0: the first and the third game. Yeah, that's that's another great point. Look, I'm pretty much with you here. I think like I could see an argument either way, but I'm not going to sit on the fence here. I'm I, I got to take a position, so I'm going to go with over as well. But I'm with you. I think what concerns me are those first two conference games within the first four weeks of the season, both being on the road against South Carolina and Missouri, t- t- both teams with veteran quarterbacks and weapons on offense. Um, so like, just the fact those two games are early and on the road with good, quarter, really good quarterbacks, or at least I would say Missouri's got a really good quarterback. I think that uh, South Carolina, I think Bentley, could, he has the potential to be a really good quarterback. He just doesn't do it all the time. But those teams, they do have weapons on offense. I am a believer in the talent on our defense this year. In fact, I believe, and I've said this before, I think there's a legitimate argument to be made that we will be more talented on defense this year than we were last year in totality. But as we've said a couple of times, like we're going to be inexperienced on defense. And I'll take talent over experience all day long, but experience does count for something, especially when you're talking about playing in conference on the road, especially in an environment like like williams Bryce. That place, I don't know if anyone, if, if, how many of you had a chance to go to a game there? I mean, especially when we're playing there, like it, it is a rocking environment. It is. It is. I, I would say there's not any environment that's more... Raucous than that when we are playing that state, including Nealon. Uh, we'll see what, what Death Valley is like this year, but uh, it's a tough place to play. And like we've had our difficulties playing in Columbia over the you know past decade or so. So does that game? Does that give you some some cause for concern
1: here? we had talked about it. It would I would be even more concerned if it had been a night game, but the afternoon. Yeah. I think that's better.
0: huge. Yeah, I think that's definitely huge. There's no doubt. I've been in I've been in environments there. Uh, I've been in the games where we played at noon. I've been in games we played at three thirty. I've been in games where, like the 2012 where it was a prime time game, eight o'clock, and we just got run. Uh, in that game. I've, I've seen it all there. And it's never easy to play there. But the earlier you can play there, definitely the better. There's no doubt there. Uh, it'll be hot as Hades out there, man. and It's like a freaking two-mile walk to the stadium from the hotel downtown. So I'm going to be a pit of sweat, but it is what it is. But, uh, look, I, I, we've had our share of difficulties playing in Columbia. That's, we have over the last decade or so. And to me, I think that's largely because there's the typical timing of that game in week two of the season. Because it is a tough place to play. Uh we don't really see South Carolina as one of our top rivals, but they do see us as their biggest rival in this league. Like, Clemson's clearly their number one rival, but inside the SEC, they look at us. So they are always jacked up to play us. Uh, we almost always have a town edge, right? Yeah. But when, but the thing is, and that's true, I think, when it's young talent like we have on defense this year, largely, we when you play them in week two on the road, we might not have gelled and found our footing by that time. So the town advantage... In a way, is somewhat mitigated. there. I think that's why they give us trouble on the road early in the season as consistently as they do. And when you when you're breaking in a bunch of new stars on defense, that is a concern for me. I think we are the better team, the more talented team, we have the better coaching staff. But I'm not going to overlook that game. I'm not going to chalk it up as a win. Um, but I think we should we should win that game. And then Missouri, you know, they got a really good they got a really good offense, potent offense. It, was, it remains to be seen what they look like under Derek Dooley. Uh, it se- seems like they're going to retain a lot of what they did. Uh, Previously, but under Josh Heupel, but it, it just remains to be seen. We don't know that, uh, but still, it's you got, a, you got a senior quarterback who broke the SEC record for touchdown passes last year, so he's 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 great. They got pretty much everybody back offensively now. Both those teams, I have serious questions about defensively, and I think our offense is gonna be really good. When we're going to score some points, but I'm with you. Long story short, if we get by South Carolina, Missouri, two and zero in league play, I feel really good about our chances to go at least eleven and one in the regular season. I'm with you there. Outside of those two games, if you look the rest of the season, I know Auburn's a big game. Are there any other sneaky, tough games that could potentially trip us up along the way?
1: I mean, you could always say uh, Tennessee the week after Missouri, but I think the talent gap is just huge. And you could always say LSU. But yeah, you're think, not concerned but,
0: uh, about LSU in Tiger Stadium?
1: I just, they're just not the same as they were.
0: They're not nearly as talented as they were. There's no doubt. And, and they're going to be re- relying on a, a transfer quarterback I, I like Joe Burrow. I mean, I we've talked about him on the show. I just... I don't. I don't. I'm not seeing it right now. But we'll see, but right now, uh, I mean, how many draft transfers do you really see coming to make that big of a difference? Uh, there, yeah, there's a, there's a reason they're transferring like that because they got beat out. I mean, he was a third string guy last year. Um, I mean, it, it, playing Tiger state is always going to be tough. There's no doubt there. But if you look at the schedule for that week in the SEC, it, I mean, it depends on how we are playing the first half of the season and how LSU fares the first half of the season. But I think it's reasonable to look at that the schedule for that week on October thirteenth and say that our matchup in Tiger Stadium is going to be the biggest SEC game of the week. And there's a good chance I think it's going to be a three thirty game, which would be huge for us. Again, if we could avoid playing there at night, that would be massive. Uh, so I, I think that's and it's not going to be a cakewalk. I think we, we definitely definitely the better team there. Hopefully we can win that game. Does Florida not give you a little bit of pause a little bit of pause this year with a new coaching staff? No, yeah. not at all. They're just not there yet. I mean, let's be honest. They're not. They got. They have some pieces offensively. I think they're pretty good at running back. I think Tyree Cleveland's a good a good player at, at wide receiver. Kadarius Tony's a, a nice little piece there. They have in the slot, but until they get that quarterback situation fixed, I, it just I don't see it, man. I just don't see it. There's no. I just don't see it. Then uh, the rest of this guy, I mean, you know, Tech at home. We've had our troubles with Tech at home, but I think hopefully last year kind of exercised our Tech demons and kind of kind of reassert our dominance over over that rivalries, but yeah, man, look, if I would go one way or the other, I'm with you, I'm going to go 11-1 and one here and take the over, alright, well, let's move on to the next team in the SEC East, and we're going to talk about the Florida Gators, you were not high on them, apparently, but you just very dismissive of Dan Mullen's uh, team this year, so uh, South Point is set there, over, under, at 7.5 wins, so basically, are you taking, are you going 8 or more wins, or 7 or fewer wins? With oh, I'm probably going
1: to go over. I think they do get eight wins. Um, I am very dismissive of them because I think Mullen's such an overrated coach. Um, you know, he never won so the games raided. that really mattered at Mississippi State. So overrated. Um, he is, and that's one of the biggest things that i got to say about him. But, and he's
0: I mean, one of those guys that's totally dependent on, on, on having the right kind of quarterback to fit his system, and I just don't see that guy there right now.
1: Exactly. I mean, right now, the thing is, their schedule, I, they just don't have a ton of losses on there. I think at yeah. those, I mean... Uh, right now i mean florida state's a train wreck at the same time so i think right now they could be very well be at nine wins maybe with losses to georgia missouri south carolina all three in a row but other than that i really you know what about
0: at mississippi them. state i mean i think it's I hilarious think, that he has to go you know, there and play I, I i'm gonna I say think a loss the, i say i say i say Miss, i say the is get them Oh,
1: I, I honestly think they do too, but that's why I said at worst they're at eight and four. Yeah, I, I, mean, I think that's no, probably
0: I mean, right. Cause, yeah, because look, I mean, they, I mean, look, we don't have a great non-conference schedule this year, but we we have in the years past. We just, we just don't have it this year. But Florida notoriously always has ridiculous non-conference schedule. I mean, they got Charleston Southern, Colorado State, uh, then they got Idaho, and of course you got Florida State. Kind of like we always have Tech, but. There, there, are non-conference schedules. Nothing to be, sh- it's nothing to be scared of. So, look to me, I see like six guaranteed wins for them. I say Charleston Southern, Kentucky, Colorado State. I think at Tennessee, I know it's at Neyland Stadium, but Tennessee is going to be ooh, man. Uh, I think those are all four guaranteed wins. I think at Vanderbilt, it's probably a guaranteed win. Give them five there, uh, and then I'd say Idaho is a guaranteed win. So I see six guaranteed wins with the other six games being like. I think we definitely should beat them. I don't really want to call it a toss up. With I mean. They could beat us. I don't want to completely dismiss it out of hand. Like if we play like trash and they come out and play in an A plus game, then they can beat us. Like anything can happen. But we should definitely beat them. So I'd say the other five games are kind of toss ups. So if they win, if they win three of those five games against what LSU uh, at home and at Mississippi State, Missouri at home, South Carolina at home, and then uh, at Florida State, which I think is reasonable, three out of five there, I think I would probably take the over with them. I think eight and eight and four is probably where they're going to finish. That sound about right.
1: Yeah, with me it does. That's
0: what I was thinking. Yeah, about eight, eight and four in the regular season. So I, I would go just barely over, but over. Uh, all right, the next team here. Look, I'm I'm not gonna lie, man. Um, I think this is this number is really really low. Uh, I'm curious to see what your take on it is. The South Carolina Gamecocks, who uh, a lot of the pundits out there are looking at as the the prime challenger to us in the SEC East, at least in the preseason right now, heading into the 2018 season. South Point has their over under at seven wins.
1: They're I think, think you easily go over. I mean, realistically, I think that I have them losing probably to us and to Clemson. And like I said, you know, I think the Florida game's a toss up, and so is the Missouri game. But even if they lose, all eight
0: four. Yeah, look, I, like, I, you guys, if you listen to the show for a while, you know I hate South Carolina. Uh, just had some really horrible experience. Basically, every time. I mean, I go. To, I've been there every every time we played there over the past what decade or decade plus or so. And they're just they're awful fans. They they're they're so historically inept that when they had that little brief period of time where they were good under Spurrier, they didn't know how to handle it because they'd never been good in the history of their life. So they would just like act like complete and utter trash. Uh, And so I hate them. I really do. But so it pains me to say this, but I think you're looking at about a I think potentially a nine win season for them. I mean their non-conference schedule. Yeah, they got Clemson at the end. Okay, they're at Clemson. That's going to be a loss. All right, that, that's 100 percent loss. But outside of that, you got Coastal Carolina, you got Marshall, and you got Chattanooga. That's three wins right there. You got at Vanderbilt they should win. That's four wins at Kentucky. I know they've had trouble with Kentucky the past couple years, but Kentucky I think is going to take a step back this year. I don't think they're the same team. Uh, so I think that's five wins right there. Missouri I think could be a tricky game for them if they get Missouri at home. Maybe a toss up. They get Missouri and Texas A and M at home. Let's say they split those. I get I get some six wins. I got Tennessee at home. They're going to beat Tennessee. That's seven right there. And then you've got uh, us, Ole Miss, and Florida. If they can win two out of three there, I mean, I think they're at nine wins. Uh, so I, I would say eight wins, maybe worst case scenario for them. Is that too much? I don't think it is. No. Yeah, I think eight. I mean, and look, we're gonna, we're going to get into them later this week. We're going to do our whole scout and the enemy series on them. So I don't want to waste too much time on them right now because we will get into them in depth. But I think offensively, like they. Uh, they have some playmakers, especially with Debo Samuel coming back, and and people get really high on Jake Bentley. He's he's had really good moments, but he's also really inconsistent at times. Became a turnover machine at the end of last year. Lose a lot of players off defense, so I don't think like I don't think they're necessarily a super talented team or a great team. But if you look at that schedule, I think eight wins is probably about right, with a chance to get nine if a few things go their way. Uh, all right, next one here is going to be the uh, Kentucky Wildcats at. Five and a half. Are you on over and under for Kentucky? Over or under? I should say.
1: I think I'm gonna go under. Um, I think the biggest thing is Kentucky. You know, they lose the veteran quarterbacks in situation. You know, they're just they're just not. You know, they haven't been recruiting at a high level. And, no. I mean, you know, you lose Stephen Johnson it, right now. I have to lose uh, well, uh, Florida, Mississippi State, South Carolina, probably A and M, uh, Missouri, Georgia. I mean, yeah. I mean.
0: I'm, I'm having a tough time finding five wins. I mean, really? If you, I mean, you, they lose Stephen Johnson quarterback. You have Benny Snell returning; he's a good player. But a part of what made him so effective is when you have that mobile quarterback threat behind center. And I don't know if they're going to have that this year. We'll see how it works out for him. But and they have some good players defensively. Uh, the linebacking core is pretty solid. But I mean, Jones is a good linebacker. But I, I I just there there's a talent disparity between them and the higher level teams. There's no doubt. It's kind of probably always going to be the way. But if you look at their schedule. All right, wins, maybe Central, all right, Central Michigan will win. Murray State will win. Uh, no, they're not going to win at Florida. They're not going to beat Mississippi State at home. They're, I don't think they're going to beat South Carolina at home. I Are they going to go to College Station to win? I don't think so. So that's two wins in the first half of the season. Vanderbilt at home will probably get Vanderbilt. So that's three wins there potentially. I don't think they're winning at Missouri. I don't think they're beating us, even though it's in Lexington. I don't think they're beating us. So I've still got them at three wins. At Neyland Stadium, Uh And probably a toss-up. I'm probably going to go Tennessee there. I I probably would. So I got Middle Tennessee, four wins, and then at Louisville. I think this is a four-to-five win team. I think it's a four-to-five win team, so I'm I'm definitely with you. I'm taking the under there. Uh, All right, now this next one is I'm also curious to get your take. You got a new regime coming in at Tennessee. Their fan base is trying to get really fired up about Jeremy Pruitt, just Pruitt or whatever they want to say. Uh man, they do they not come up with the corniest catchphrases in the history of the world? There, oh my God, it's ridiculous, Jesus Christ! And they got to wear that that horrific like Jack O' Lantern orange, It's awful. Anyway, so they're they're kind of rebuilding. South Point has their their win total at five and a half, same as Kentucky. Do you see Tennessee getting to six wins in bowl eligibility?
1: To me, I honestly don't. I just don't think they're ready yet. I mean, I think West Virginia is a loss. West Virginia anymore.
0: is going to smoke them.
1: Yeah, I mean, to me, I think they lose West Virginia, Florida, Georgia, Auburn, Bama. I mean, right here, I have th- uh, more likely. I can see five losses in a row um, with Florida, Georgia, Auburn, Alabama, and South Carolina. All five losses in a row.
0: I, I absolutely. I will look at that. that that's murderous row. I mean, th- for Tennessee, dear God. I mean, there is an off week after us. They got Florida. At home, at at in Athens, at our bye week, at Auburn, Alabama at home, at South Carolina, they're losing all five of those games. I'm sorry, it if, if they win one of those games, I think that'll be a borderline miracle. Like really, it's a borderline miracle. So if I'm looking at their schedule. East Tennessee is a win. UTEP's a win. Charlotte should be a win. That's three. Kentucky, I'm going to go Tennessee there. Four. They're not – I don't think they're going to beat Missouri. I don't think they're going to beat Missouri. Maybe they can beat Missouri. But I just don't, I don't see it. Uh, I think they'll beat Vanderbilt at the end of the season. Probably, though, it's at Vanderbilt. They've lost two in a row. I mean, can they lose three in a row to Vanderbilt? I don't know. Uh, so that will give them five wins. So it really probably comes down to that Missouri game. If if they can beat Missouri at home, they get to six wins, probably. Uh, but I don't see like, – do you see Missouri – them beating Missouri at home? I don't know. I don't know if they have the firepower to score. Missouri's going to score points on them. They will. And I just, I don't, I mean, I just, I don't know if I see them being able to to hang, to score enough to hang with Missouri at this point. I mean, there's a lot left to be played. Obviously, all of us left to be played. I just, I don't know, man. Whew, I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to go under. I'm going to go under. I'm going to go five wins with that, with a chance to get to six in ball eligibility if they can somehow beat Missouri at home. But I'm not seeing it for them right now. Uh, All right, and then we've got, Speaking of the Missouri Tigers, South Point has them at 7.5. 7.5, Kurt. So, now, this is a team that I was pretty high on last year. They they made me look foolish early in the season, but they really obviously finished with a flurry, just blowing teams out. And they weren't great teams. They blew teams out. I mean, they went, what, five or six in a row to end the season last year. Finished, now, they lose to Texas in the, in the Texas Bowl there to end the season. But they have them at 7.5. Do you see Missouri going... Over and hitting eight or doing kind of what they've done the past couple years.
1: Over
0: at eight and four. Eight and four. Ooh. Okay. So I'm gonna look at their schedule here. Yeah, okay. Tennessee Martin they beat. Wyoming they beat. That's two wins. At they lost to Purdue at home last year. Do they get revenge at Purdue this year? I think they do, yes. I, I think they should beat Purdue. I can't believe it. I think if they would have played Purdue at the end of the season last year, they would have beaten them by three touchdowns. But they didn't, so it is is what it is. Purdue had a good defense last year. So that's three wins the first two weeks. I, I think we're going to have a tough time there just because they can score some points. That's a long trip. Um, but I, we should win We should win that game. We're the, clearly the more talented team. If we lose, we, that's because we screwed up. Uh, so I'll say 3-1 and one at that point. At South Carolina, uh, tough game. I think South Carolina probably pulls that out. So still at three wins at Alabama, no way they win. Memphis they win, so that's four. They beat Kentucky, that's five. At Florida, that's one of those toss-up games. Vanderbilt, uh, yes they win, that's five for sure. I think they win. I think they win at Tennessee, but I don't know for sure. Um, and then I got Arkansas definitely uh, should definitely be a win for them. That's that's six definite wins there. So if they can if they can pull an upset at Florida, uh, win at Tennessee, some of those games there, I think they can definitely get to 8 wins so I think I'm going to go over as well um, and we're not even going to bother with Vanderbilt but we're going to skip Vanderbilt for now and we're going to go ahead and get to the West and get some of these bigger teams here we're going to start with Alabama Vegas as always and justifiably so is high on Bama and they have the uh, win total at an 11 so basically Curtis is Bama going undefeated in the regular season um, I think they are. I mean, last
1: year we saw it took Auburn, you know, with their hot run to beat them last year. And I just don't see many teams in the West that have gotten better. I mean, I think Mississippi State has gotten better, but LSU's I don't taking
0: think. a step back.
1: You know, yeah, so, see Mississippi State, who I think will be one of their toughest opponents,
0: is at home. Yeah, Mississippi State is at home, and you know, Mississippi State pushed them to the brink last year. But you're right that was in that was in Starkville. It's at it's in it's in uh, Tuscaloosa this year. Uh, I don't, it's just not like it's not a tough schedule. And they always play that one-off game at the beginning of the year, but if they're playing Louisville, a, a Lamar Jackson-less Louisville Cardinal team, they're going to destroy them. That's definitely a win. Arkansas State's a win at Ole Miss. Mm, I don't know. What do you think? Ole Miss giving any trouble whatsoever with that offense? Uh, not, not
1: this year,
0: no. I don't. I don't see it either. A uh, and M, nope. It's at Bryant Denny. Don't see it Louisiana, Nope. Arkansas. They'll get. No, Arkansas will get murdered. Uh, Missouri, they're, they're going to beat Missouri. They're going to beat Tennessee. They're going to beat LSU. You know, it's in Tiger State, and they're going to beat LSU. Mississippi State and Auburn are the two games, but both of those games are in Bryant-Denny. And Alabama's better than both those teams, so yes, Alabama's going to go undefeated the regular season. I'd be surprised if they, if they lost along the way. I mean, look, they haven't gone undefeated in the past couple seasons, and some might trip them up. But right now, if I had to predict at this point in the offseason, you got to go undefeated in the regular season. Got to. Uh, okay, Auburn, the next team up here... Who won the SEC West last year, they have their over under at nine. Curtis, are you taking over or under?
1: Um I probably will stay over.
0: So you're saying they're going ten wins?
1: I think ten and two. I mean, I think nine and three is perfect for them, but I don't see them going eight and four. I'd probably say ten and two, if I had to pick between those two.
0: I think I think you're right. I think nine and three is on the dot. I think having the having their win total at nine is perfect, but you can't pick nine. You're gonna go over or under. Uh, washington to open the season, Mercedes-Benz. Is that a win for them? I think it is. Jay no, Browning's veteran be quarterback. Game, it'll be
1: a tough game, but I think their defense will carry them.
0: Yeah, I mean, washington, Washington's washington got a good defense, too. They lose Vita, Vita Vella, uh They lose Austin Pettis, a great punt returner, one of the best in college ball history, really, if you look at the numbers. You have Jake Browning coming back. I question who Jake Browning's going to be throwing to. They have some good backs, uh, but the receiving core, they've lost some guys. Josh John Ross a couple years ago. You lose Austin Pettis this year. Uh, and it's basically. Let's be real. This is a home. Game, but is this Auburn? That's their third straight game in Mercedes-Benz Stadium, right? Yeah. So I, it's it's going to be a home environment for them. There's no doubt. I think they win that game. Um, LSU at home, they're gonna. They should beat LSU at home. Uh, at Mississippi State, I, I'm gonna say Mississippi State gets them. I, 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 think, I mean, that very well could happen. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm going to going on a limb there. I mean, we'll see because we, we got to see what Joe Moore has got. But I, 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 that Mississippi State defense is legit. And if, if Nick, Nick Fitzgerald is anything like, like he was last year, running the football in the Joe Moorhead scheme, then I think they can be a pretty tough team. They're going to beat Tennessee. I think at Ole Miss could be a tricky game for them. Ole Miss is going to be able to score some points, but their defense is, is just, mm, man, it's not good. Let's just say that. a uh, and at home, they should win. I, you know, they're they're going to give us a tough game in Athens, but right now i I got to stick with the home team there. Uh, at Alabama, I think it's going to be a loss. So – I, I uh so I I got I got nine and three four man but like you're right if I had to pick between one of those two like do they slip up somewhere else along the way or they have or are they more likely to slip up and lose an extra game or more likely to upset one of those three teams I'd say more likely to upset like upset us or Bama or 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 find a way to win at, at Mississippi State see so, yeah, I guess if I had to I don't I don't love this I would not encourage anyone to bet on it but if I had to I guess i would go over for Auburn at nine wins and so they're going to get 10 uh, LSU we talked about them a little bit today uh, man Vegas is not high on LSU right now they have their over under win total at 7 games so Kerr are you taking the over or under an LSU
1: I may go under really yeah I, mean, I think Miami's a loss yeah Miami
0: I'm the first over. game of the year
1: Auburn's a loss, Ole Miss could very well push them, I think Florida's a loss, Georgia's a loss, Mississippi State's a loss, Bama, and uh, A&M very
0: well could be a loss. Yeah, and if that happens, not only is Coach Ogall, but Joe Oliva, their AD, is gone. Like Everyone's gone. Everyone is gone if that happens. And I mean, Essentially what they've done is that they fired Les Miles to replace him with Ed Ordron, <laughs> who after one year is essentially hired the same guy who was the offensive coordinator under Les Miles in his last season. They were pissed off about Les Miles' offense. I don't understand it. It makes no sense whatsoever. It's crazy. It's just crazy what's going on in the athletic department there. But I'm like I, I hate to be I'm like with you on all of these. I want to disagree with you, but Miami's a loss. You're right. At Auburn's a uh, that's a loss. Ole Miss is at at home in, in Tiger Stadium. I think it'll be a toss up game because I think Ole Miss can score, and I don't think LSU's gonna be able to score much at all. But uh, I probably give I probably give LSU the the benefit of the doubt there. So I got them at. Uh, Southeast one, two, three wins. You're right. I don't think they're gonna win at Florida. I don't think they're gonna beat us. Uh, I don't think they're gonna beat Mississippi State, even though it's at home. They're not gonna beat Alabama. They're gonna beat Arkansas. Four wins. We'll beat Rice. It's five wins. And if they beat a And M on the road on Thanksgiving weekend, that gets them to six wins. Now could they? will they probably you know up, uh, win one of those games and upset somebody on the way to get to seven, probably. But I—I I mean, that, that's a very realistic possibility. But if I had to pick between eight wins and six wins, the over/under, I'm gonna go six. Man, they have fallen off the radar, have they not? That's crazy. They have. That's crazy. All right, next one here. Uh, let's go with. Let me pick one here. Let's go with. Uh, let's go, Mississippi State. We, we seem—we both seem to be kind of high on them. They've set Joe Moorhead's team at eight and a half for their win total. So. Do you think that the Bizarro Dogs get to nine wins this season, Kurt? Um, yeah, I probably would go over. Um,
1: realistically, I mean, you know, I think Kansas State's a toss-up game. But other at than Kansas that, State, yeah. Other than that, I mean, but Kansas State is also not—they're not. I mean, they're hit or miss. But uh, other than that, I think the only losses you really look at for them are probably Auburn and Bama.
0: I think Auburn could potentially be a loss. Um. But I, 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 I mean I, I said it earlier when we were doing Auburn I think that that Mississippi State gets them because it's at home I mean I would be surprised if Auburn didn't win that game but if I had to pick right now I'd probably go with with Mississippi State I really I, I really think I would in that game well, yeah, um, I say, but saying, it's a toss up you
1: know the more likely losses
0: yeah I mean I'm trying to look at I mean Alabama is definitely a loss for them I think they could lose to Auburn they could potentially lose to Kansas State. They could potentially lose at LSU. I mean, especially if it's a night game. I'm not going to say they're going to win that game. I think they have a, a, probably a better team than LSU this year, but that's, that's a, such a tough environment to playing if it's a night game. But I mean, if you look at the rest of their schedule, I mean, Jesus, you got Stephen F. Austin, that's a win. You got Louisiana uh, Raging Cajuns, o u l Lafayette. That's 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 at least another two wins there. Uh, Arkansas, they're going to beat the crap out of. Uh, they, had, they had to play at Ole Miss this year, which could be tricky. Uh, I don't know, man. I see. I'll, I'll, cut. I'll go with this. They lose to Bama. They lose that old Miss. They lose. Oh, did they lose at LSU? No, they beat LSU. I think this is a nine and three team. I think it's a nine three team. So I'm gonna go over. I think that's. I think that's about right. Going over one, barely over, taking that hook. Uh, and then last but not least in the SEC West, we're gonna go with Jimbo Fisher. in His first year over in College Station with the Texas A&M Aggies big money over there with Jimbo Fisher is he going to be worth it in year one because right now Vegas has their over under win total year one for Jimbo at seven
1: to me I think that's actually fair I might go under then I don't think they really go over but I think seven is good for them Uh, Clemson's a loss Alabama's a loss um Auburn's a loss, like we said. The South Carolina game's really a toss-up. I think Mississippi State's a loss right there. That has them at eight and four, so it really comes down to the uh, South Carolina game and um, the LSU game for them. Mm.
0: They finished. Like, this is a-, a quirk of the schedule, like not necessarily a quirk, but they finished the season with three straight home games: Ole Miss, UAB, and LSU. I think that could really help because I-, I think this is a team. Under Jimbo, with a new, for the first year uh, coach who's got a really complicated offense. Uh, and for a, a quarterback to learn that in year one, that's going to be tough early in the season. I think they're going to, I think they're going to struggle early. But I think by the end of the season, they might start to get things going a little bit. And if you finish a season with three straight home games there, I could see them winning all three of those games at home. So I, I could, I could see them having three wins there. Uh, they'll beat Northwestern State. That's four. They'll beat ULM. They're going to get murdered by Clemson, but. It is what it is. So I got five wins. They'll get murdered by Alabama. They'll beat Arkansas. That's six wins. They're going to beat Kentucky. That's seven wins right there. To me, that's seven wins. And then if you so then you got, at, you got at South Carolina, at Mississippi State, at Auburn. If you win one of those games, they go over. And I think they're going to do it. I think Jimbo's got the, the pedigree. I think he's a good enough coach to get that one more win. I, I say they're going to go eight and four this year, so I'll take the over. I'm not super confident in that, but I'll take the over if I had to pick one right now. All right, well, let's move away from the SEC here just for a few minutes look at some of the more high-profile teams out there in the country. And we're going to start with the Clemson Tigers, Curtis. They, uh, out, it looks like the South Point, at least in Vegas, they are equally as high on Clemson as they are in Alabama because they also have the Clemson Tigers win total set at 11 wins. So are, is, Clep, excuse me, is Clemson going to go undefeated in the regular season? I
1: think they do. I mean, you know, the last couple years they played Auburn to start the year, but this year they play at A and M. And while it's at A and M, they're nothing special. So, the ACC is very weak. Also,
0: I mean, you got at Tech, which you know, and so I mean, I think that's the Florida State's not the same. Florida State, exactly. And other than that, they have Louisville at
1: home. You got uh, South Carolina at home. So, I mean, I think that's the biggest thing for them.
0: But this is this is a team of the past couple years that has slipped up and lost to a team. Each of the past two years, they had absolutely zero business losing to in the regular season, whether it's at Syracuse, whether it's a pit team, a bad pit team at home, or an okay pit team. Do you see, like, is there anywhere they might potentially – because there's a very good chance they're going to have a true freshman in Trevor Lawrence playing quarterback this year, at least at some point. Does that not give you some – I
1: mean, it may, but I just, the ACC
0: is just so weak. It's bad. It's, it's really bad. I mean, look at their, the ACC schedule. Okay, they've got at Tech, which could be potentially tricky with the triple but They play them every single year as their cross-division rival. So it's like us. There's not going to be anything new to them. But you got at Tech, you got Syracuse at home, at Wake Forest, NC State at home, at Florida State, which traditionally is tough. But look, Florida State's got a new coach in here. we got to see what they got to do with the quarterback position because they got to maybe potentially have a quarterback controversy there. But this will be a tough game. But then Louisville at home, well, again, without Lamar Jackson, at Boston College, Duke at home, that is their ACC schedule. Are you freaking kidding me? Like seriously, like how? Could, like my question is honestly, with that schedule, how do you not go undefeated? I agree. How do you not, especially the defensive line they've got with Dexter Lawrence coming back, uh, Christian Wilkins coming back, uh, Cleveland Farrell coming back, Austin Bryant coming back on that defensive front? I mean, they're gonna be crazy good on the defensive front. Secondary's got some loss. So we'll see what they can do there, but they're gonna be really good. And like it's kind of like us. Like they're gonna be better than everyone on their schedule. They are. They, they are just better than everyone in the schedule. So if they lose, it's because they screwed up. And they've done that the past two years. So I can't say it's completely out of the question. I'm not going to completely dismiss it. But I'm also not going to be able to sit here and predict that they're going to lose to Syracuse at home this year. Or they're going to lose at Wake Forest. I just – I can't sit here and predict that with a straight face. So I think you're right in saying that this probably isn't over here and saying they're going to go uh, 12-0 and in the regular season. Uh, next one here, we've got another big team out there in the country – we're gonna go with Ohio State, who they have set their over/under win total at ten and a half. Maybe in the toughest division in college football, in the Big Ten East. Ten and a half—that's tough.
1: I may actually go under.
0: I think Urban Myers lost three games in the Big Ten since he's been there. I think that's—I think that's right. I think I heard that somewhere this week. I think that's right. Three games since he's been there. So you are say he's gonna lose two games this year? I think
1: the tough games for them are at, at Michigan State and Michigan at home. And you always have to go to Penn State, which you'll have a senior quarterback. It'll be a tough road environment. But, you know, they very well could go 11-1 or 12-0. Are
0: you big on Michigan this year? There's a lot of folks out there that are high on Michigan.
1: I'm not super high on them. I just think they'll be – I mean, they've given Ohio State close games the last couple of years with no near the same talent.
0: And got Shea Patterson likely be the quarterback this year, but I, I'm not. I, I think Shea, talent, Shea Pattersons are good talent. I'm just not sold on him being thinking that system as a pro style quarterback, because that's what Jim Harbaugh runs is an old Smash Mouth pro style football, and that is not Shea Patterson's game. I'm very curious to see how he's going to be able to fit in there with with really less than a year in the system. So I, that, that that's interesting to me. I know he's a talent, and everybody's really high on him, so he's the answer for them. But I. I don't know. I need to see that before I buy in. But, uh, I mean, they'll definitely give them a game they have in the past couple years. At Michigan State, look, they're just – I know Michigan State was good last year. They return a lot of people. But is Ohio State just not a significantly more talented team than Michigan State? Oh, 100%. Like, I, and I know it's going to be a tough game. It'll probably be a night primetime game on ABC with with Kirk Herbstreit and Chris Fowler calling the game. But, like, I, I mean, I I just can't see where they're stay with a straight face. Michigan State's going to beat them. I just don't see that. And then you've got at Penn State, that, that's probably a loss. or very, I think that's the most likely loss in the schedule, let's say that. I don't, I don't know if I can predict that right now until I see both these teams lie. That's just too, tough, too close to call. But I think it's probably the most likely loss. There's another one that's probably going to be a primetime Chris Fowler, Kurt Herstry, ABC game. Then uh, they got TCU the second week of the season at a conference in uh, in Arlington. Or I guess the third week of the season, Oregon State, who's one of the worst teams in the Power Five, got them opening the season at home. I think they I think at worst they lose two games, but I think the more likely one here is to say 11-1. I think they're better than everyone, and it's a tough conference, but I think they're probably the most talented team in that conference. So I'm gonna go over for them. Uh, another one here I think is pretty interesting because it's year two. You know, we saw a big jump with Kirby Smart from year one to year two. Uh, and some people are predicting there might be a similar jump here for the Texas Longhorns with Tom Herman in his second year. So they have their over-under win total at 8.5 in year two for Tom Herman. Are you going over or under in the Big 12? I'm
1: probably going to go over.
0: 8.5? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they lost to Maryland at home last year, but they, they got them on the road this year. But they should have beat Maryland last year. They'll probably beat them this year. They still have a quarterback controversy there in Texas. Probably going to be Sam Ellinger, but um, I don't know if either guy. I don't know if I'm really high on either one.
1: Um, I mean, right now I have them with three losses, more likely to USC, TCU, and Oklahoma.
0: Think USC gets them at at Texas or in Texas. I do. Probably, I probably USC's got to replace Sam. Uh, they're going to replace quarterback, obviously, there. Uh, man, Oklahoma in the Cotton Bowl. And who, who's the third one you said that you're going to lose to? Uh,
1: there's Oklahoma, or TCU.
0: TCU, interesting. See, I, see, I think they're more likely to lose to West Virginia, even though it's in Austin. Both those games, I think West Virginia can be pretty good this year. Oh man, I yeah, I am I'm, I'm taking the over. I think nine wins. I think nine wins is probably right for this team. Because they I mean they could easily they're one of those teams that can easily lose one of these games. They shoot like they could easily lose at Kansas State, uh or somehow lose at Oklahoma State. They could lose a game like that. But I think they're also they have enough talent, especially defensively right now, to potentially upset one of those teams, like maybe a USC at home. Uh, maybe they upset Oklahoma. Uh, something like that. I, I, I think it could go. I think it could cut both ways for them. But I think nine wins is probably a safe, uh, a safe pick for them. So I'm gonna go over. Uh, Oklahoma. Speaking of the Big Twelve, they got their their win total at ten. You are going over or under for the Sooners? Uh, I'll probably go over. Yeah, I think that's. I mean, uh, yeah. They got UCLA in, in the non-con, but they got them coming to Norman. UCLA, I know it's Chip Kelly, but it's his first year. I don't know if he has a personnel to run what he wants to run. We'll see how that works out. Texas, it's going to be a tough matchup there in the Cotton Bowl. could be a toss-up there. At, at West Virginia, I think it's going to be a tough game for Oklahoma. I really do. The last game of the year, man. That could be potentially could be a, a back-to-back game against West Virginia because I could see them both facing each other in the Big 12 championship game. Potentially. Potentially. We'll get to that here in a second. Um, so I'm, I'm going to go... Ooh, man, I'm gonna go under honestly because I think I don't think I don't think Oklahoma is going to be 11 and one next year. They got their win total at 10. I'm gonna go under and say nine and three. I don't feel great about that, but I say I think nine is more likely than 11. And the last one here, just because they they've been traditionally a really good team over the past what 20 years or so, and that is the Florida State Seminoles with a new coach Willie Taggart coming in, trying to restore them back to their old ways. Vegas has their over-under at seven and a half. And as an ACC schedule, seven and a half. Do you see the Seminoles getting to eight wins?
1: I don't, actually. I see them at six.
0: Really? Where are the, who are they losing to? Uh, losing to Vodtech.
1: They lose to, I think Louisville's a toss-up, but I think since that, Louisville helps them. They lose to Miami. They lose to Clemson. I think they lose to NC State. I think they lose at Notre Dame. And I think it's a toss-up at Florida
0: yeah i think i think for I, I, I it's hard for me to really argue much with you there i mean virginia tech i, I look i think they could beat virginia tech to open the season josh jackson who was a, a true freshman quarterback at virginia tech last year he is under he is right now experiencing some academic issues from what we understand and they haven't official. from my understanding from what i know they haven't said anything official but last time i heard it, it sounded like he might not be eligible this year so if josh jackson if he's not eligible that's that's at Florida State to open the season on, on Labor Day 9 is not eligible. I think Florida State beats them. If Josh Jackson is eligible, probably Virginia Tech. Um, so I'm just going to say it's a win. I don't, I, from what right I hear, I think Josh Jackson is not going to be eligible. So I'm going to say win. Uh, beat Sanford. Beat Syracuse. Beat Northern Illinois. That's four. They're going to beat Louisville. That's five. Probably lose to Miami. Should beat Wake Forest. That's six. Going to lose to Clemson. At NC State, probably lost. loss. At Notre Dame, if I had to say right now, a loss. Boston College at home wins seven. And then Florida, I think it's going to come down to Florida if they, if they go over, you know? Ah. Mmm. Oh, man, that's a tough one. All right, well, this game's in Tallahassee. Since it's in Tallahassee, I'm going to go Florida. I'm going to go Florida State to win that game. And, and they get to the eight wins and, and, and take the over. I don't know, man. Like, but I'm not high on them. Like The, the quarterback situation, I don't know. Like DeAndre Francois is supposed to come back, but he's had some issues off the field. James Blackman, he was kind of okay last year. K. Makers is a beast at running back. There's no doubt there. They've got some, and Florida State's got some guys defensively. though. I just think offensively right now, with the transition from the pro-style personnel they had with Jimbo Fishers, now what Willie Tiger wants to run with, a more up-tempo, kind of spread-based attack. I don't know if they have that personnel right now. Defensively, they should be really good. But... Uh, I think I think eight. I think eight and four is probably about right. All right, last question here for you, Chris. That's all that we're going to run through there. But last question: I want you of all those those over under picks that they got, all the teams out there. M- maybe one that we went over. Maybe one that we didn't go over. What is the one surest bet that you see out there on these preseason win totals, over unders? I think
1: I'm going with Clemson.
0: You think Clemson's the surest thing?
1: I think they are I mean I just think the ACC is that weak and all the the powers that have been you know the biggest challenge to them lately aren't aren't up to the level and then at the same time you have they're out of they tough out of conference opponent and uh A&M is not you know they're they're a couple of years away and then South Carolina, who may be their toughest not one of the toughest opponents they play if not the toughest all year is a home game.
0: Man, very interesting. Okay, I mean it's hard I went through the schedule too. You're right. I mean it's it's hard to find more than one loss in that schedule. Sorry, it's, no, it's I hard to exactly. find a loss I mean, in that you schedule you could say
1: the same for Bama because they'll have an experienced quarterback but to me it's one of those
0: but Bama still to play Auburn to play a good solid Mississippi State team and and, and look I know everyone's really high on Tung and Vailoa but I mean everyone's projecting him off of one half it's a spectacular half it's still well, one half well
1: even then I mean there's going to be a quarterback first
0: versus all year well, unless transfers all Auburn Auburn year.
1: Auburn
0: Hurts transfers before the year Hurts he might transfer before the year who knows? He, he probably won't. We'll see. Uh, that's a fair pick. though. I mean, I, I just went through the schedule. It's hard for me to find a loss on that schedule, so I, I, that's fair. I'm gonna go with one that we did not go over, and I'm I'm honestly like I'm stunned that this is this was their win total for this team, West Virginia. I know this is kind of like out of left field. They have West Virginia's win total at seven. Oh, that
1: is low.
0: seven, seven. Will Greer is going to be one of the best quarterbacks in the country this year coming back, an upperclassman. St- David Stills is a really good wide receiver from him last year. They've got playmakers offensively. Now, they're not any good defensively. Don't get me wrong. But they don't have to be great defensively. If they can just get a couple of stops with the way that offense is going to score points in the Big 12, oh my god. Like Seven? I mean, look, look at the schedule. Tennessee, they're going to blow the brakes off of Tennessee and Charlotte. Tennessee's not going to be any good. Youngstown State win. At NC State, it's a tough game, but it, but NC State lost what was the key to their team last year. They lost everyone on defense, and that was what made them good last year. Yes, Ryan Finley's back at quarterback, but he, he's a good, solid guy. I think I think Washington is better. I think mean, he has three wins. Kansas State at home has four wins. At Texas Tech, I mean, it's tough to go on the road, but Texas Tech, I mean, they're losing their starting quarterback from last year who's a senior. I think Western gets them, that's five wins. Then you got Kansas, that's six wins. Then you've got at Iowa State. At Iowa State, that, that's, a t- that's a tough game. They were sneaky good last year. Uh, but still, they should be better than Iowa State. There's no reason they should lose that game. That's seven wins right there in the first seven games of the year. you got Baylor at home. Baylor's still trying to rebuild. That's probably a win. Eight wins. At Texas will be tough. Maybe you give Texas that win. Eight and one. T- TCU at home. Like, that'd be a tough game. It's at home. I think they're going to be really good. Maybe nine and one at Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State's losing everyone on offense. I'd say they'll probably win that game ten one. You got Oklahoma at home. Let's say even they lose to Oklahoma, that's ten and two. Like I like I think at worst is an eight-win team. Like at bare minimum, like absolute worst is an eight-win team. I'm stunned that their win is at seven. Like I, I and Vegas, like they know a lot more about that stuff than we do. They study this a lot more and they make a lot of money. It's the reason I have all these big casinos out there. But, man, like, I just can't believe that they had them at seven. So I'm, I'm going to take West Virginia. I think that's the surest bet that I see out there. Uh, no doubt about it. All right, guys. Well, that does it for us here today on the Glory UJA Podcast. We definitely appreciate you guys taking time out of your day to listen into our show here. Make sure to check back with us later this week. We're going to have uh, our first – uh, edition of our summer scouting the enemy series backed by popular demand it's always one of our most popular series and we run each and every year and it is back this week and we're focusing on game two against the south carolina game so definitely be sure to check back in with us later this week we'll have all of that good stuff for you but for curtis i'm tyler thanks for listening and as always go dawgs